Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. Releasing the culture of the kingdom, lesson number two. And if we could do a short recap, I am on. Yeah. We learned last week that the culture is the attitudes, the traditions, the practices, systems, methods, customs of a majority that sets the tone and the direction of a people or a nation. We learned last week that the kingdom of God is a theocratic, sovereign ruled kingdom governed and ruled by the only true and living God, the king who is the creator of everything and all the seen in the unseen realms. We learned that the kingdom of God is unshakable, say unshakable, cannot be moved, cannot be undone, cannot be defeated. It is not like those temporary earthly systems. It is designed to fail, that those earthly systems are designed to fail. They are destined to fail. We learned that the spiritual realm has more activity. Something's moving, ain't it? My hair. I'm just going to. Oh, can I? I'm just going to do this. Is that cool? Okay. Um, and one thing that we did do last week, we had, we declared our kingdom culture declaration for this series. And what was it? What? Okay, we're going to try this again. We're going to do a new move now. Say, on earth as it is in heaven. Say, on earth as it is in heaven. Do we have any people from uh, the authority of the believers class? Authority. Okay, that's how you got to do it. Authority. Authority. On earth as it is in heaven. How many of you know that Jesus, when he began his three years of ministry here on this planet, that he did not come preaching Christianity? Y'all know that? Did you know that he didn't come to start a religion? Did you know that he's not a Baptist? He's not a Methodist, he's not an Episcopalian, he is not a Presbyterian, he's not non-denominational, he's not disciples of Christ, he is the Christ. He is the Christ. Christ means anointed one. He is the Christ, the anointed one, and he came preaching the kingdom. He came preaching the kingdom of God. If we could go to Luke 12 and 32... And there it reads, fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure. Cool. I'm going to read it again. Fear not, little flock, for it is, and this is going to be, this is going to be interactive. So y'all got to talk to me, okay? Okay, Pastor Tanya, you got to talk to me. All right. Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to what? Give who the kingdom? Okay, good. Luke 8 and 1 says this. Soon afterwards, he began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about 
Come on, y'all need to sound excited about this. This is going to be good. The kingdom. Say the kingdom. The kingdom. On earth. Matthew 9 and 35 says this, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, or in other words, in their churches, and proclaiming the gospel of the And check this out, and healing how many? Everyone. Every kind of what? Disease. And every kind of what? So you need, to, you need to underline that in your Bible because we're going to come back to that. But that is very important because did he say a couple of diseases? How many did he say? Every all, didn't he? Right. Luke 17 and 21 says, I tell you the truth. Some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God. That's because he came pushing and he came bringing the kingdom. Uh, Matthew 6, 9 through 10 says this. Jesus said, now this is Jesus talking to his boys. This is him talking to his disciples. And he's telling them, and you know what? We can get in on this too, y'all, because you know what? If you are a blood-bought believer of the Lord Jesus Christ, that means that you are grafted in. That means that you are a seed of Abraham. That means you're a daughter or a son of Abraham. That means that you can claim this too. So we can say even, because Jesus is our elder brother. He's our savior, but he's our elder brother. So we can say, our father... And he was teaching them how to pray. So he said, I want y'all to pray like this. Now, it doesn't say that like that, but it says that's what he was. Pray like this, y'all. Our Father, who is in heaven, when you say hallowed be, that means we bless, we reverence, we honor your name. We honor, we bless your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven because he was ushering in the kingdom. And in lesson number two, what I'd like to try to do is establish the foundation for you to get a supernatural revelation. Say supernatural. Supernatural. Revelation Revelation. of who God is, of who you are, and why you are who you are because of who he is. Because if you don't really understand who you are in the kingdom, if you don't understand your purpose, if you don't understand your function, then you will not function at your highest level of productivity. That you were created and designed to function in this earth, say on this planet, planet. in this earth. earth. And if you don't understand who you are, then you'll become very susceptible, very gullible, and more prone to be deceived by Satan who is the controller of the culture of this world. He controls the cultures of this world, and you know that, right? I gotta tell y'all, No. We're going to go on. (laughs) And can I tell you, if you're not careful, if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, we too will start to look more like the culture than we do the creator. And then we'll begin to redefine things. And then we'll start calling things that are bad good and good things that are bad. And we already do it because it's already in our culture and it's been here. But that's what happens to cultures. Things slip in and they seem harmless, but the Bible talks about there's a time when you call things good that are bad and things that are bad good. I could look at you and say, those are some bad shoes. The culture says that they're bad shoes, but in my heart, what I'm saying is those are some hot shoes. I'm saying those are hot shoes, but I have just redefined and called something bad good and something good bad. Because that's how, and we've all done it. 
we all do it. We say things like, um, man, that, what's the one one I was going to put down? You're, you're killing me. You're just killing me. You're killing me. Things like that, you've got to recognize that the things that the culture is, and I, I'm going to say just pummeling into your face through the media, through everything, it gets in your spirit because it comes into your gates. It comes into your eye gates and your ear gates. It comes in, I mean, you watch enough TV, then you know, your stomach starts like getting, turning because you're looking, you're seeing, the next thing you know, you're, you're, all your five gates, your five senses gates, the culture can come in and cause you to start looking like them, right? So let's talk about the origin of the first kingdom. But before we do that, I just want, I just want to declare with you, I'm going to find out who I am. I'm going to find out who I am. And I'm going to stick with it. So if we're talking about the origin of the first kingdom, we first have to understand before anything ever was, and I love this and I get excited about this, before anything ever was, God is. Before anything ever was, God is. In other words, God is in our present, he's in our past, he's in our future, because God, is, everything about him is in the now. He is not confined by, um, by um, um, he is not confined by time or space. Again, is that better? Yes. Okay, he's not confined by time or space because he's spirit and he lives in that eternal realm and Everything about him is in the now. And he is the I am that I am. He is the I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He is I am the resurrection and the life. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I am the living bread. I am the light of the world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am. John 5 and 58 says this, and this is Jesus talking to them. I just love this. He says, most assuredly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. I am. I am. And so you got to know who, who the I am is. And he's always existed. And before anything was ever formed or created or shaped or before any ideas or systems or structures were ever established, God is. The word God, and we're talking about the definition of God, the word God indicates that he is Jehovah. Jehovah means the self-existent one or the all-sufficient one. In other words, he never changes. He's immutable. He does not change. His promises never fail. He needs nothing or no one to exist. He existed before all things. He is the creator of all things. He is the creator of the first kingdom that we call the invisible kingdom. What kingdom is that? That is the eternal realm. That's the spirit realm. That's heaven. And because he created it, 
He is the supreme, sovereign, ruler, creator, king of all the realms of all the universes. And I was going to say universities because that's how it looks on my paper. But all the universes, all the galaxies, all the domains, he is the creator. He is the king of all things. He is the one that sets the standards. He is the one that establishes the rules. He is the one that judges all things. God created everything for his own purpose and his own pleasure and not for the culture. And because of his very nature, he is a creator. God can create a situation for you right now because by nature, he is a creator. That means that we have creativity and we can be like him, but he is the creator. You need a job, he can create a situation for you. Whatever, he's the creator. He can create, he creates not something out of nothing. He's the creator. Revelation 4 and 11 says this, <clears throat> excuse me. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and because of your will, they existed and were created. Can I tell you that God gave us, mankind, a management contract? or a lease agreement, however you choose to look at it. But if you look at Psalm 24 and 1, what does it say? It says, the earth is whose? And what? And the fullness thereof, or everything in it, the world and all who live in it. In other words, we belong to him. Everything you see belongs to him. Everything you don't see belongs to him. Everything belongs to him because he owns it. God is the owner. Say, he's the owner. Do you know that you were created to rule? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. You were created to reign. Say, I was created to reign. And I was created to rule. Now, I want you to have an attitude about it. I was created to reign. I was created to rule. You're not doing it because you, you, you ain't getting it. I was created to reign. I wish I could do my neck like that, because I was created to reign, and I was created to rule. And let me prove it to you. Go to Genesis 1 and 26, and it says, then God said, now that God was Jesus. He's talking, but he says, let us, who's he, who's he talking about? The Trinity, he's talking about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So it says, then God said, or then Jesus said, let us make man, who's that? That's us, in our image, in their image, according to our likeness, and say, and let them. And let them. No, you got to own that. And let them, and let them. Have, dominion over. have dominion over, in other words, rule over the fish of the sea and... And, and, how much of the earth? And over what? Now, did it say that we were supposed to have dominion over each other? I don't see where it says we're supposed to have dominion over each other. It says we're supposed to have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the sky, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Say amen to that. Amen. The Hebrew word for make is asa, which means to form from something that is, that's already been created. In other words, God is a spirit, 
And whether you know it or not, the real us is a spirit. Amen. The real you is a spirit. In other words, we are tripart beings. We are a spirit that lives in a body. We have a soul. Our soul is our mind, our will, our emotions, our creativity, our imagination, and we live in a body. So we're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. The Hebrew word for um, image is teslam. Say teslam. And when translated, it does not refer to a physical likeness, but it does refer to the essential nature of something or the essence of something. In other words, man is a spirit being because God is a spirit being. And the, the spirit part of us, when he put us down here, was to reflect the very essence of God's moral and spiritual nature. So what are you talking about, Kim? In other words, man was created to be in the God class. Ooh, don't say that. Ooh. Don't say that. No, say it, right? We were created to be in the God class and was given responsibility to exercise that quality as God's agents here on the earth. That's why, God, that's why the Bible can say, or that's why it says that Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. If you go to Revelation 19 and 16, it says, on his robe and on his thigh, he has a name written. It says what? I can't hear you. And? In other words, that capital K means that Jesus is the king, but he's the king over who? All of us, because we are kings. Y'all looking at me like you got four heads. We are not kings. Yes, we are. And I'm going to prove it to you. He's our elder brother. In other words, I'm a queen. Because I'm royalty. What are you talking about, Kim? Well, if you go to 1 Peter 2 and 9, and I want you to insert your own name here, because this is how I read my Bible. I stick my name in there. But Kim, there you go. You are a chosen person, a royal priesthood. I'm a queen. You're a king if you're a guy. And don't be trying to redefine stuff up in here. That's all I want to say. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises, Kim, of him who called you out of darkness. I don't know if y'all know my story, but it was a whole lot of dark. Into his marvelous light. I am a queen. I'm not the queen, but I am one. And you, what I'm trying to do is the reason I'm trying to break this down for you like this is because I'm trying to get you to embrace who you are in the kingdom. You are royalty. You have dominion. God made you in that God class. You have authority. Come on, let's keep going. Psalm 8 and 4 and 5 says this. What is mankind, or Kim, who are you that God, that you are mindful, that God is mindful of you rather, Human beings that, that you care for, and this is God talking, that, that you have yet, or yet you have made them. Who is them? What are you? A queen. You have made us a little lower than who? Now, if you're reading out of, out of what I gave them, it says God. You are a little lower than God. 
and you will crown them. This, them talk, they're talking about God. And you will crown them with glory and majesty. I mean, y'all remember that movie? She's the queen. Y'all remember that? But, but, you know, and we were laughing, but he was declaring. He was declaring she was the queen. Period. The end. Y'all know what movie that was, right? Okay. So, see, some of y'all, just come go with me. Listen to this. <laughs> okay. When God said, let them, who's he talking about? The queen, okay, that's us, the king or the queen. When God said, now this is what he said, when God said, let them, check it out, y'all, he transferred his power, his authority from himself to mankind, from heaven to earth, and from the unseen rim to the visible rim. Let me say that again. When God said, because he said it, he said, let them. He transferred or shifted his power, his authority, from himself to man, from heaven to earth, and from the unseen world to the visible world. The Hebrew word for dominion, say dominion, dominion. is mashal. And the Greek derivative of that word is basilia, say basilia, which means to rule, to reign, to master, to be king or kingly. And the Hebrew word mamlaka, say mamlaka, that speaks to the area, the land, and the people of a kingdom. Therefore, and I got this from Miles Monroe, therefore the definition of dominion can be crafted this way. And if you could, I, if, I, I got to learn, I got to memorize this too because this is so good. Dominion means to be established as a sovereign, kingly ruler, master, governor, manager, who is responsible for reigning over a designated territory with the inherent authority to represent and embody as a symbol the territory, the resources, and all that constitute that kingdom. That's who I am. That's who you are if you believe in Jesus. That's who you are. That's who you are. Can we say that together? But you got, see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you're saying it like a punk, then it ain't going to work. You have to own it. So you have to say, dominion means to be, say it with me, to be established as a sovereign, kingly ruler, master, governor, manager, who is responsible for ruling... Amen to that. Can I tell you, when God said, let them, listen, listen. When he said, let them, when God said, when he spoke it, when he said, let them, in other words, let us, he therefore established a law, a decree, and what is a decree? A decree is an official order that is issued by a legal authority that cannot be revoked which gives mankind the sole authorization to execute dominion and control over this earth. We can't go into the second realm. We can't go into the third realm, but we got this, y'all. 
we got this. Now, had he said, let us, he would have given himself access to control and rule over this earthly realm anytime he wanted to without violating his word, and thus he would be making himself a co-ruler with us on this earth. But the good news is, he didn't say that. He said, let them. In other words, let us, and by stating let them, he delegated the full strength of his power, of his control, of his authority over to mankind to govern this earth. And because a law and a decree cannot be reversed or overruled unless another law or decree is put in its place to rescind or supersede the previous one, it must be obeyed. It has to be obeyed. It cannot be overturned. It cannot be. Isaiah 55 and 11 says this. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always, no, it, it does a few times maybe. Maybe on a Thursday. Maybe sometimes during the weekend. It always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to and it will prosper everywhere I send it. Do you see how God is talking? God is making a declaration. He's, he's, he wants something to happen, so he speaks to it. He speaks like he expects it to happen. That's a declaration. You say what you expect to be. You say what you expect to see. Let me tell you, I, when I um, was acting really foolish back in the day, I had lost a great, I had an accident and lost a great amount of my ability to play. So I caught myself running over to Europe playing a piano bar, you know, six days a week. And I had a really horrible contract. And they didn't want to let me out of the contract. And so um, I just fussed and fussed. And, and I was a new Christian. And hear me. In other words, after my 30 times that I thought I that had given myself to the Lord or my life to the Lord, this time was the one. Okay, hear what I'm saying? So I was a new Christian. I didn't know how to function. You know, even though my father was a pastor, he was the pastor. I hadn't given my life to Christ for real, for real. Not for real, for real, but I had this time. And so I'm over there. I don't know the laws of, of the kingdom. I don't know the tenets of the kingdom. All I knew was that they were not going to let me out of my contract. And all I knew was, and I kept saying, I kept saying, you know what? They, they finally got me a ticket to go home with the expectation that I was going to come back. So they were going to let me go home for two weeks and, and come back. And I kept saying, and, and, and the way that they got the ticket, they knew there was no way I was supposed to catch that plane. I'm in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, and I got to get a keyboard like that in an anvil case plus a whole lot of suitcases and a whole lot of stuff from the middle of the Atlantic Ocean to a um, something like a Mark train, a path train, Mark train. It's not really Amtrak and it's not the metro. It's the in-between. I got all my stuff and all, you know what? I did not know that I was following the rules to the kingdom. I didn't know I was using a tool that unlocked the doors to the kingdom. All I knew is I kept saying, I will not miss that plane. I am not going to miss, in, in, in Jesus' name, I'm not going to miss that. I'm not going to miss that plane. I was crying. I stayed up all night long. They put me up in this ungodly hotel, and I had to get from there to the Mark train, and from the Mark train to the Amtrak train. Now, I, st I got all this stuff. My flight was supposed to leave at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. 
I get to the train station, there is no, I'm this little girl, I don't speak French, I got all this stuff, there's nobody helped me, and they had no porters. I had to go to the taxi stand, find out how I could get somebody to help me, because they didn't have any porters back then, they did not. And so people were helping me, I got to the taxi, but now it's rush hour in Paris. So I'm in the taxi, we finally get to the airport, and I'm crying. I'm, you know what, after a while, there is no shame. When, when you go through that kind of hell, you don't care. So I was crying from the time that I left that boat. I was just crying. I, I will not miss this plane. I am not going to miss it. What am I doing? I'm speaking my intention. I am declaring what I'm expecting to see. I'm not going to miss this plane. I'm not going to miss this plane. I'm not going to miss this plane, no matter what. I could have I fallen apart when nobody was there to help me at the train. I could have fallen apart, but I just kept saying, I'm not going to miss this. I'm not going to miss. I'm not. God, you won't let me do it in the name of Jesus. And I don't, you know what? When you say, or if people say that the Holy Spirit does not mentor you, I did not know what the right thing was to say. And he kept putting the words in my mouth. I am not going to miss this plane in Jesus' name. I get to the airport. I go up and I just look a mess and my makeup is all back here and, you know, my hair is all over here. And the lady goes, what's wrong? And I said, I was supposed to, you know how we get, I was supposed to be on the plane and I was supposed to. She said, ma'am, the plane is still here. This is six hours later. But wait a minute. So I get there and she said, no, the plane is still here. And I was like, oh, thank you, God. But I had that keyboard in an Anvil case. They weren't paying me. Sandy, they weren't paying me. So I had no money to pay my American Express bill. So I was stuck once again because now I can get on the plane, but I can't get my equipment home. And so once again, I'm going, I will not miss this plane. You will not let me miss this plane in Jesus' name. And I'm crying. I was like, can you let me talk to the people at American Express, please? And they put me on the phone. And I'm just saying, when you declare what you expect to see, God moves based on what you say. They released my keyboard. And all I kept saying is, I'm not going to miss this plane. And the whole way, I don't even know how I made it down that runway because I was crying so hard. And I, I know people were looking at me, but I was crying so hard. And I finally sat down in, in the, uh, the seat and I was looking out. And as I was looking out the window, I saw these, these beings, these creatures, but they had on, they had on black uh, trench coats, Joyce, black trench coats. But they were looking at me and I said, oh, I have lost my freaking mind. I am just gone. I'm gone. And I'm looking at them and, and I'm looking through my, my tears and, and they're like waving at me. And I'm looking at them. They're still there. Then I see them go. I couldn't hear him, but I saw him. And then I did like this, and, and I, I looked back, and they were gone. They were gone. Fast forward, 25 years later, I'm watching God TV. Anybody ever seen God TV? 
Me and, okay. God TV. Their promo advertisement were the angels that I saw that were sitting on the plane. The wing of the plane waiting on me. What are you saying, Kim? What I'm saying is I was declaring my intent. My intent, what I said, releases his power to work on my behalf. Do you understand what I'm saying? The world gets it because they use kingdom, kingdom keys all the time. They don't know what's behind what is the power of God because they're the laws from the kingdom. They work for anybody. But they, they own on, I mean, they grab and embrace them. We don't even know what they are. We have no clue what they are. But what you say or what you don't say will cause God to move or not move based on what you do. Say amen to that. In other words, when God speaks, his words are the law and they're set in stone. Because of his integrity, because God is not a man that he can lie, because of his integrity, his integrity will not permit him to violate or break his own word. Listen to this, y'all. Therefore, whatever he speaks becomes a law even unto himself. Do you understand what I'm saying? Which means that God cannot do anything on this earth without our cooperation or our permission because we are his legal agents to access the earth. He's got to come through us. God is and always will be the absolute sovereign God of the universe. But God, and that's when he said, let them, this is what he did. He has chosen to limit his intervention on the earth unless we give him permission to get involved in our earthly activities. And the way that we grant him that kind of permission is through our prayers, through our declarations, praying in Jesus' name, speaking the word, speaking the word, declaring what we expect to see, speaking and declaring. And those are some of the keys of the kingdom. And those are what we use to release what's going on up there, down here to the earth. And when we use these keys, we give God permission to move on our behalf down here. Y'all got to catch this. This is some heavy stuff. Matthew 8 and 18 says this. I tell you the truth, that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And again, just what uh, Pastor Bab said, and I tell you that if two of you agree on this earth about anything you ask for, my Father in heaven will do it for you, for, there, for where two or three come together in my name, what? I am there with them. Check this out. Matthew 12 and 29 says this, or how can anyone enter the strong man's house and carry off his property unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house. In other words, there are times when you can pray and Father, bless and, 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 and we just ask you to. There are times you have to speak to the situations. And because he said, let them, he's talking about Kim. So when I see certain things, when I know that there's a, a spirit of infirmity that's on somebody that has cancer, I'm not scared. He should be, that demon should be scared. Because I have authority over this earth. I know who I am. He should be scared as hell. Sorry, because he's got to go back to hell. Right. 
He should be scared. So I have, I have no issue. And you have to do this. You have to do this, Evangelist Berlin. You have to say, I speak right now. I take authority over you. You filed demonic spirit of cancer. God is not afraid of, of stage four. Anything. I take authority over you right now in the name of Jesus. Go back to the pit of hell where you came from and don't return. I can speak to situations. I command this thing to turn around in Jesus' name. Why? Because he said, let them. Let me. Let him. In other words, let you. You got to know who you are. And when you don't know who you are, Satan can come and he can just destroy you. I told you last week what he wants to do is he wants to make you think you have no power because you want, once you find out that you do, you can shut hell down. And if you don't, shame on you because we read, all we kept reading about was dominion. You have the power. You have the authority. You, it says that you have to give God permission to come down to act on your behalf. Because he gave you dominion over this earth. When it comes to things in this earthly realm, heaven responds to what we say and what we do. Heaven binds what we bind, it looses what we loose. In other words, God will not do anything on this earth without first getting our permission to intervene in matters that concern us here on earth. So if we want to see something happen down here and we don't see it, it's not because God's not willing or able. It's because he will not violate his own law by taking back the control he gave to us in the first place. When he said, let them. Oh, I'm, okay. I got to say this. Augustine is one of the early church fathers. And he wrote this. He said, without God, we cannot. Without us, God will not. And I'm going to tell you this story, and then we're going to end for the night. Jesse Duplantis, anybody ever heard of him? Jesse was having a conversation with God, and, and, and this is what God was saying to Jesse. God said, I am God. I have the power to take your life, but I do not have the authority. I have the power to take your life, but I do not have the authority. And he began to tell Jesse, he said, um, Jesse, there are a lot of people up here in heaven that shouldn't be here right now. And this is God talking to Jesse. You know why, Jesse? Because they did not complete their destinies. He said, I didn't take them home. He said, I did not take them home. He said, I received them home, but I did not take them home. He says, I have the power to take your life, but I do not have the authority. The authority belongs to you because life and death are in the power of your tongue. The choice is in your mouth. It's how you pray. It's what you say when you pray. It's your declaration, your confession, which is another kingdom king. And he was saying how people uh, were talking and always putting stuff on him. This is God talking. People keep crediting me with that. And he goes, That's, he said, I had nothing to do with that. He said, um, God gave the earth. He said, I gave the earth to man. And when he needs to come or when I need to come to the earth, I need man's permission because I will not violate Man's authority. I am God, but I cannot violate your mouth. 
because I gave you the authority. So what you say or what you don't say will affect everything that happens down here on the earth because God has shifted his authority to us. In other words, he has the power, but we give him the permission to release it here on earth by praying, by declaring, by praying in Jesus' name, by confessing the word, by what we say. And without God's power, we have no chance of affecting the earth for the kingdom of heaven. And without his permission, those keys of the kingdom, God cannot interfere. Let me, okay, I'm going to say this and then we're going to go. Let me say this. Case in point, my dad, pastor, he died last year. And I was told this. I was told that, and, and I know that my dad died of a broken heart because my brother had died a couple of years before that. But my dad would get up in the, in the uh, services that he would um, preach, the funeral, funeral services, and he would say, and when you see my son, Tell my son I'll be there soon. I'm coming. Tell my son I'll be there soon. He said, and, he, and God only acted on what he said. Gil, I, one of my former bosses, played off and on with him for 30 years or so. Gil, I played on his last project, but I noticed something when, uh, after his funeral, I noticed that some of the songs, they, they, I mean, he, he prophesied over his life. He said, New York is killing me. Those, I mean, it was like things that, like that that I looked at and I said, what you say, you are setting God up to act on your behalf based on what you say or what you don't say. Because if you don't say anything, that, that's, that's something too. But how many of you know that God has made a provision for us in this kingdom to stand tall and to walk in our authority when we are in this culture? And I know it looks like, because it looks like, because they are the majority, but we got the power. God never looks at numbers. He looks at your heart and he looks at your faith because he wants to know when you say, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to miss this plane, now he can move on my behalf. Did I miss the plane? Did I make it back? Am I at crossover? That's all I want to say. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.